This call is being recorded. Thank you, team, for uh, jumping on today. I appreciate it. Um, we are kind of unofficially wrapping up the summer today. Got a lot of kids back in school, which for many of us um, means that uh, it's the end of summer. And, you know, we're starting to think about the fall and getting back into a routine. And uh, so what I'm going to talk about today, the name of the call is Shifts Happen. And, uh, but before I go into that, I want to, I want to remind you of my professional purpose, and that is to help you, the broker, optimize your productivity and help you become the best version of yourself. Why? Because happy brokers sell more real estate. They really do. And I do that by helping you handle challenges and opportunities that you face every single day. And if you can effectively manage situations that arise on a daily basis, you will be more productive and you will live a more optimized life and in turn live that life that is the best version of you. And on this episode of my Monday Morning Pep Talk, I want to start, I want to start to put a wrap on the summer 2022 real estate market and review what we've experienced over the last few months. Um, the market has shifted dramatically and we'll start to move and we will move into a new chapter of the shift over the coming fall months, creating opportunity for the prepared, focused and consistent real estate brokers. For those of you that have been in the industry for several of these real estate cycles, we know that shifts happen. We also realize that opportunity exists. Let's focus today on the opportunities. But before we, be, before we look at those opportunities, I want to rewind to my June 13th um, episode of my Monday morning pep talk, number 142, your summer 22, sorry, 2022 market reality check and see if some of what we discussed in that call came to fruition over the past few months. Midway through the call, I came up with six points of here's what I think I know and see if we were at least partially correct. Let's just go through those real quick. Here they are. Number one, living in the Midwest, I can tell you that we live for July, August, and September. I, I think you will see a shift in focus from this current housing situation with buyers and uh you know we're already we're already seeing it their focus will shift from their social life from the real estate market to their social life and families right um they will start to shift to a wait and see attitude hoping the inventory inventory levels will improve giving them more options and better pricing Okay, let's fast forward two months. I think we were 100% correct there. I think the refocus to personal lives, to people's personal lives, was way more dramatic than we thought it would be. Um, society took a major collective timeout coming out of the pandemic, and, and uh, they really focused on themselves. In some cases, it was and continues to be a reintroduction to society. Okay. Some people really started to come out of their homes for the first time this summer in a long, long time. 
with that being said, I'm hoping that all of you had a chance to um, enjoy some serious downtime over the last few months. Number two, there will be quote unquote panic selling for sellers who waited too late to sell and now want to sell at the top of the cycle, right? We saw that in June. You'll see more listings hit the market by those sellers that waited just a tad too long. They will have to be realistic to be successful in this cycle of the market. Fast forward two months. This too, this too I think, was 100% accurate. <clears throat> Many of those panic sellers were not, realized, were not realistic in pricing, uh, making transactions difficult. More on this later in the call. Number three, cash buyers might have more leverage now than ever. Expect them to start throwing out lowball offers. Fast forward two months. Yep. Couple this with unrealistic sellers, and it made for a really difficult summer of negotiations, transactions, and retrades, right? You get a deal under contract, and the buyer would want to, to retrade, right? We saw that uh, quite a bit. Um, as we know, buyers without cash, those that were getting financing were putting in lowball offers, right? Four, for a world-class city, Chicagoland is incredibly inexpensive. Our market will be impacted differently from those markets that saw 70, 80% plus price gains over the last two years. We may even start to attract buyers because of our cost of living. Fast forward two months. I am more bullish on Chicago than I was at the beginning of the summer, for sure. Yes, Chicago has its problems, but in an inflationary environment, it will be attractive to those looking for an inexpensive world-class city. Number five, the summer will be a battle between sellers and buyers, both wanting leverage in the price negotiation. Sellers will want their multiple offers and be frustrated when they don't get it. The urgency for buyers has and will continue to drop until clarity is brought to the market. Fast forward two months, yes. Again, similar to what we talked about earlier. And I expect clarity to start to hit this market um, this fall as more and more data, sales data becomes available, okay? Sellers are gonna have data that's gonna you know, uh, provide the needed landscape of uh, where we're at right now. And buyers too will see that, you know, that the market didn't fall off the cliff. So the more sales data that comes in, the better we're all gonna be. That's what happens during a transition. Number six, we as brokers will need to navigate this market much differently. Those brokers that wrap their minds around it, study their hyper-local stats, shift their execution strategy, strategies will have stronger businesses than before. In challenging markets, there is a flight to quality. The consumer will seek out well-positioned, well-prepared, and professional brokers that have a strategy for success for a successful <coughs> transaction. Fast forward two months. <coughs> estimates show, or estimates are giving us that 
500,000 to a million real estate brokers will exit the industry over the next 18 months, leaving less competition and improving the quality of the industry. Things get tough in the market. Those that just came in for the easy buck are going to leave. They're not going to want to pay their dues. Um, and they're like, okay, um, this is not what I saw on Bravo, right? Um, so you're going to see a lot of a lot of agents leave the real estate industry. Not a bad problem. Not a bad deal for us at all, right? So not a lot of big surprises here that we we talked about back in June. But what I was surprised about was the media's attempt to push the real estate market into a recession. This summer, I had the opportunity to be a part of two presentations that Wendy Purvey gave. She's the uh, former chief marketing officer for Sotheby's International Realty, really got the brand up and going um, back in 2004, and now is doing some really great work as president and uh, chief operation officer for uh, Pacific Sotheby's International Realty. I was, we gave a presentation here in Chicago last week, and then I did help, you know, was part of one that she gave in Toronto in June. Um, and she gave this present, presentation was about the shifting market and how to navigate, navigate it. And her presentation uh, starts with, you know, kind of this negative media narrative and its desire for, this doom and gloom headline and she goes on and she goes on to discuss the need to keep our mind right right really stay educated on the market and respond correctly to all this negativity with what is really happening locally and this this means you too you cannot read the headlines because they're many of them are so outrageous and i'm going to just i'm going to Go over one here in a minute that was just crazy. She, like me, has been through multiple real estate economic cycles, and any comparison to 2008 is just irresponsible reporting. Neither here nor there, it is what it is. And she reiterated the need to combat this with our own statistics as the professional, trusted real estate broker right? Starts with you, starts with your mindset and you got to keep it right. You got to understand the data. Um, really too, it, it is important to listen to leaders that have been through a shift. Okay. If you've not been through a shift, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to describe. Those of us that have been through it, look at it with a sense of opportunity, hence what we'll talk about later. But before I dive deeper into my summer 2020, summer 2022 wrap up, wrap up let me advise you uh, to use this call as a playlist, okay? I'm taking a little sabbatical from writing over the next two weeks, and we'll be back in the saddle on Monday, September 12th, okay? So there won't be a Monday morning pep talk next week or the week over, a week after, which is Labor Day. The email recap that I send out, that I will send out tomorrow will have an extreme amount of hyperlinks that will link you back to my previous Monday morning pep talks for review as you start to build out your fall of 2022 action plan with 
kind of sights on 2023. All right. So just know that make sure to keep that email, uh, you know, um, close at hand as you are really, you know, thinking about the fall in 2023. Okay. So here's that brain dump that I did over the weekend um, as to my thoughts on this market that we're shifting, uh, we're continuing to shift into. Okay. Um, and we are, in my opinion, probably, you know, inning number five, inning number six of this shift moving to a more uh, normalized, uh, you know, stable market. So, okay. So I'm going to go through a list of about eight things here. No particular order of importance. It's just a, uh, like I said, like a brain dump here. So, all right. Number one, any market that follows 2021 is going to be considered recessionary. All right. We had such crazy pricing, such crazy, uh, transactions during that period of time. Any market that followed 2021 is going to be recessionary. Okay. Um, there was going to be a slowdown. Everything that goes up is going to come down at some point. That's, you know, like I'm going, I'm going to go on and explain. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We needed the market to cool off for any chance of those buyers who needed financing and those unwilling to waive all contingencies, you know, to have a shot, to have a chance. What we experienced from July of 2020 to the spring of 2022 was unsustainable, okay? It just was not sustainable. This normalization and stabilization of the market, like I said, is a good thing. Please move on from 2021. Please. Number two. The media's job is to sell ad space, all right? That's how they survive. And then they report the news second. Let me give you an example of an article I read, I think on Friday. And here was the headline. Seven stocks to sell before the 2022 housing market crash. Okay, you see it on a headline, you think it's a, it's a legitimate, article you're like oh my gosh i'm not buying a house i'm not gonna you know why would i do that and it was written by josh inamoto and investorplace.com yep i clicked the bait i'm like man there must be something i i'm i don't know i i need to read this and here's the first sentence after he named the stocks to sell prior to this 2022 quote unquote housing market crash. Here's the first sentence in, in the first paragraph after outlining the stocks. And here's, here's what, here's what, here's what the sentence said. While no guarantees of a housing market crash, while there are no guarantees of a housing market crash, investors may need to start considering sector related stocks to sell. While no guarantees of a housing market crash, investors may need to start considering sector-related stocks to sell. Well, when you say seven stocks to sell before the 2022 housing market crash, that's a pretty definitive statement. Click, clickbait, and there you go. Our clients are reading the headlines, not the content in the article, right? 
clicks first, accurate reporting second. Keep your mind right. Do your own research. Number three, the panic sellers that have realized that they missed the top of the market that peaked this spring and tried to go to market this summer, trying to find that person that uh, was dumb enough to pay 20% over what the last comp was, right? They go to a broker and say, hey, you know, I want to throw it on at this price. Let's put it on right now and see if we can find somebody. Right? They're going to start pulling their properties off the market if they haven't done so. They're either going to pull them off and say, you know, I couldn't get my number. So I'm just going to hang on to it. Or they may go the rental route. Rents are through the roof. You're going to start seeing that. In some cases, the seller's egos is just too large to sell less than their than their neighbors did six months ago. So make sure you have a read on your sellers and their motivation for selling. You don't want to be out there hustling just to be a conduit for them to test the market. Right? So just be be aware and choose wisely. Number four, there will be an increased level of transactions once we have more data on uh, you know these individual markets. Just so you know, pricing this summer in most markets and across the United States has been flat on an average. Okay, flat. It wasn't a huge drop off. It wasn't a huge drop off from month to month. I think buyers are going to feel more comfortable once they realize that the market is not going to crash 20% in a month. Because that's what they've been told, right? It's going to crash. Has not played out over the weekend, Let me t over the summer. Let me tell you, in the summer of 2008, between July, the difference between July and September was so unbelievably dramatic. We're not seeing any of that in, in this market, right? Sellers that need to sell will start to bring their listings to market, okay? Um, all of those buyers that were in the market last year are still there waiting and watching, okay? They know this market really well. They're doing their research. People buy or don't buy any product based on emotion, right? Like they they do not want to be wrong. They do not want to be in a situation where they're left out or in a wrong position. So it's our job to really create that comfort. Market shifts are driven by a herd mentality. Okay. That water, water cooler talk. Right. And so in their peer group, they do not want to lose or be embarrassed. So, this is why you see these shifts. The reality is if you buy and hold real estate, you will not be embarrassed over the long run, okay? Especially with these inventory levels. More on that here in a bit.
talking point in your presentations, bringing this back, you know, we haven't talked about this one in a while, but pricing is like a local weather forecast. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, pricing is like a local weather forecast. We need to look at this market like a local forecast, not a national forecast. The media is out there giving us a national forecast that it's going to snow across the entire United States. We know that's not a reality, but that's the headline. So let's, let's look at the local forecast, the local weather forecast for the real estate market, okay? And this is where you got to know those hyper-local stats and know them better than your competition. Number six, inventory will remain an issue propping up pricing. We have a housing shortage, and I think the most scary stat for me that I've heard is that new home starts are down 9.6% year over year. We need builders to build more housing units to decrease that. I've heard anywhere from 3.8 million to 5.2 million houses that were short. Okay. Let's call it four plus million housing that were short, just to use a number. The reality is that they are not building because of out of date zoning rules and the ability, inability, to predict construction costs. So when you have uncertainty on pricing and you have uncertainty on costs, these builders are not going to sign a personal guarantee on a construction loan and go out and put the time and effort into building a property until they know that there's some leveling off of costs to build and there's still demand. And so They've, many of them have stopped. So that 9.6% drop year over year is really more about uncertainty on their costs than it is uncertainty on pricing. In my opinion, this supply issue is the part of the real estate story that we want to keep our eyes on. Okay. You should know this inventory number in your local market at all times. <clears throat> all those buyers, remember we had last year that were out looking, they're still there. And this inventory thing is still gonna be a problem. Um, with rents continuing to go up, look for the kitty condo phrase to resurface. For those of you who've been around for a while, you know what I'm talking about, the kitty condo. Parents, if willing and able, will start to assist their children at a much more rapid rate than in previous years, especially in a normal, normalizing and stabilizing market. These rents are getting crazy. And it's pricing a lot of people out. All right, so keep an eye on the kitty condo phenomenon. Number eight, you might, you might, you will see price drops in your market, all right? but are you really seeing drops in value, okay? So somebody goes onto the market 10% overpriced and you see a price drop. That, that unrealistic seller who's dropping price doesn't mean the market's dropping, okay? 
don't look at that. Look at the value, the overall value of the properties as the number you're keeping an eye on. There will be price drops as these unrealistic sellers realize that they overshot in the beginning. Price drops and value drops are two completely different things. All right, so those are my, that's a little bit of my brain dump for what I'm seeing in my predictions. So let's focus on what uh, you should be doing in the remainder of 2022, okay? Um, if you eliminated all the missed opportunities that you encounter on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis, you would more than make up for the production you saw in 2021. You know what I'm talking about. That lead you didn't follow up on, that referral you didn't follow up on, those calls you didn't make to your, your lists, those are missed opportunities. Number two, on a on ep on the episode, a confused mind says no. Again, this is a Monday morning pep talk. I'm going to link in to the email. I covered covered the need for us as brokers and advisors to shift to a more aggressive approach to educate our clients. If your clients do not understand your hyper local market, they will just say no. A confused mind says no. Learn your hyper local market inside and out number three focus on building your hot list warm list top 100 referral partner list and your local list of collaborative brokers you've heard me talk about this almost at nauseum this summer almost begging you to not lose your momentum in these areas as you build your spring of 2023 list of clients those that you think are going to list Next year, as you build those lists, as you make those contacts, you're going to sell a lot of real estate between now and the end of the year. I'll let you a little, let you in on a little secret. I love the fall months. Three of my top five months closing wise, all deep into six figures, were, was January because of all the work I put in in October, November, and December. So if you're really focused on building that 2023 pipeline, right, you're going to sell a lot of real estate this fall. Who are your salespeople? Remember we talked about that last week. Who are your salespeople? And make sure you've had a meaningful conversation or a meaningful moment with each of them. <coughs> Four, eliminate commission breath. The best way to gain trust during market shifts is to encourage your buyers to walk away from a transaction that both you and the buyer do not feel good about. You are there for, for the relationship first, transaction Second, be willing to walk away. I want you to go back into the archives and um, either buy or pull out the book Shift by Gary Keller. It was written in 2008 to help agents combat a massively shifting market. There's a few 
things in there that are a tad outdated, but the majority of it is spot on. Spot on. Go buy that book. It's It will help you get your mind right for this market that we're shifting into. Uh, number six, get the photography done. If you know that you're going live in the spring, in the winter, photograph as many exteriors as you can during this beautiful weather in September and October. We have a lot of blue skies, right, during those two months. Get in your, get those listing agreements signed, get in front of your clients, and get those exteriors photographed, okay? Get those exteriors photographed. All right, number seven, price ahead of the market based on days on market and absorption rate. This is something that uh, Wendy talked about in her presentation. We're going to talk. We're going to talk more about this in in September and some of these upcoming calls. Um, you got a price to the market. If the market is a buyer's market, you got a price down below the last comp. Okay, and if it's still a seller's market, price at the last comp. All right. So more on that later. Number eight, get your mind right if it isn't already. Many of you have reverted back into bad habits this summer that need to be eliminated pronto. Not all of you. Some of you have eaten too much, drank too much, played too much. And you know what? That's, that's good. You needed to blow off some of that steam. Some of these are bad habits that have you feeling unsettled. All right? Okay, you had that summer of fun. You're feeling a little bit unsettled because you got used to that constant dopamine drip of action over the last two years. And some of you are detoxing off of it. Completely normal. But my prediction is, especially if you're listening to me, I'm going to challenge you, challenge you to get back into the game and start creating that positive momentum. I want you to reframe that dopamine drift that you were getting from that crazy market. All right. With the feeling of that, of the leading indicators, right? Every call you make, every, you know, every handwritten note you throw in the mail, every um, Instagram reel or, social media posts that you put on train your mind to get a dopamine drip because of that. It's the leading indicators that build your business, not the lagging indicators, which is the closings and the contracts. Your results will improve if you focus on your plan. Number nine, elevate your skills. Are you attending the Ninja installation here in October? here in Chicago or another location. We're going to be shutting down the, the uh, registration on that here um, in the coming weeks. And I uh, would love to see and invite all of you to, to join us here. Um, I think the week of uh, the 22nd of October or 24, something like that. Sorry, I didn't have that date in front of me, but come to October, come to Chicago in October. Listen to Melanie Frank. She does an amazing, amazing job with her presentation, but you need to elevate your skills, elevate your skills. Number 10, 
take the next couple of weeks and review your quote unquote gains since the beginning, beginning of the pandemic, really in the beginning of your career. I gave you that book, The Gap and Gain, um, written by Dan Sullivan uh, and his partner. What a great book. Um, but take some time to review your gains, how far you've come. Give yourself a pat on the back. You, you've grown a lot in the last two years. And there's that next level of growth that you're going to experience over the coming months. Okay. In all honesty, I, I love shifting markets that require a seasoned, talented, and focused broker. I built a really nice business between 2008 and 2013 when we were coming out of a serious financial crisis. Buyers and sellers, they want authentic and committed assistance during these times. And at times in that pandemic market, that 2020, 2021, and the first few months of this year, it was hard. For me to sit back and watch you get beat down by a market that required 60, 70, 80 hours a week to navigate. We just always need to remember that we are in the, we're still in business because our chosen occupation is difficult and requires talented humans for any hope of a successful transaction. I want you to lean into the next four months. You've only got about 100 days until the holiday no-fly zone starts. A lot of heavy lifting that take place between now and then. 100 days. Yeah, am I trying to push you into the fall and thinking about 2023? Absolutely. Shifts happen. And shifting back to a normalized and stable market is a good thing. It'll be a good thing for you. It'll be a good thing for your significant others, your families, and your friends. When I get back in September, the focus will be solely on 2023. Soon to be the best overall year of your life. When I get back in September, the focus will be on 2023, soon to be the best overall year of your life. For those of you on my email list, you'll be getting this recording notes. And like I said, all those links to supporting articles and podcasts tomorrow morning on Tuesday. If you'd like to get on that list, just email me or my team at ashjimmiller at gmail.com and they'll add you. This one went long today and I appreciate all of you hanging with me, um, but it was an important one and uh, thank you. I'll see you in two weeks. Have a great week. Thanks everyone.